So, basically, yesterday, first of all, I want to apologize to anybody that felt that, you know, the audio and the microphone was not the best. I do apologize for that when I talked about this uh, situation from the storyline. Also, I do want to, uh, you know, repeat myself. I do want to repeat myself in saying that I am not defending Ken Penders and what he did in 150 with the scene. I'm not defending him in that. As a matter of fact, I feel that this should have not happened. This should have not been included. But... In defense, well, not total defense, but in understanding, I should say, more correctly, understanding from a writer's point of view, storyline-wise, you know, he put this scene in there, he put this moment in there to indicate that what was happening, and he even admitted it himself, Evil Sonic was taking advantage of Bunny. You know, and he wasn't just taking advantage of Bunny in a way that, oh, she doesn't have anybody now, I'm going to get with her, no. He's indicating that Evil Sonic posing as Sonic in 150 was basically taking advantage of Bunny's mental and emotional state. Because we've got to remember, Bunny at this time thought that Antoine had broken up with her, but that wasn't the case because Ken Penders, one of the bright spots I will give him, one of the bright spots I will give him, you know, Ken Penders, basically when he came back, retconned the whole Antoine dumping Bunny situation as not Antoine being corrupted by the source of all and everything, no. But by basically being, you know, pretty much put in a similar situation that Sonic got put in, you know, here in 150, and that is basically being replaced by his evil doppelganger, thanks to evil Sonic. Because the Sonic we see here with Bunny is not her Sonic, it's not her friend Sonic, it's the evil doppelganger that's more of an egomaniac and more like, hey, I'm Sonic. Anybody would want to be with me. Any woman would want to be with me kind of, you know, uh, deal. You know, she's, you know, basically that's what happened. So, again, bright spot there is Ken Penders retconned that storyline to make it a little bit more sense, in my opinion, and more of a legit reasoning as to why Bunny got dumped. Now, with that said, with that said, when we get to this scene... You know, Bunny's not aware, like we the readers at the time when this came out, is not aware that this is not the real Sonic, that this is evil Sonic, this is his doppelganger, if you will, posing as him, because he wants the fame, the fortune, of course, the women, that's what he wants. Now, with that said, when this scene came up, when this scene came up, one thing that a lot of fans pointed out Cyberpunk Jordan, uh, Bobby at Thanks Ken Penders uh, at the Thanks Ken Penders Tumblr page, and many others, and even recently here on Twitter with semi-frequent, uh, you know, semi-frequent Sonic facts, what they pointed out is the dial is basically the fact that this was a, this scene was wrong to be. It was not. It shouldn't have happened because it implements sexual assault and everything, you know, unbeknownst to Bunny. You know that because she thinks she's getting it on with her best friend who's now wants to be her boyfriend and stuff. But later on, the conversation does dive into the dialogue change that even Cyberpunk Jordan and, like I said, Bobby at the, at the Tumblr page, Thanks Campenders, pointed out. But, but. Are they correct in that? Is, you know, was this scene, dialogue-wise and everything, supposed to be more explicit? Well, before we get there, let me read off the tweet that semi-frequent Sonic Facts pointed, uh, brought up, I should say, on Twitter recently. 
This is what they said recently, and I quote, In Archie Sonic 150, Scourge, then called Evil Sonic, masquerades as Sonic to flirt with women, with it heavenly implied that he had sex with Bunny Rabba, while Liz lying to her about his identity. This is sexual assault. And then later on, he follows it up by saying, There's no way this could have been written by Ken Penders. And just look at the story's little, and then when he notices the story, he's like, ah, okay, I get it now. Because the story, the story title, uh, basically for uh, 150, is, is Hero to Zero. So it's like, why would you title it like that when it involves Sonic? Again, remembering, you know, if you've read the comic multiple times, or several times, to kind of get a more of an idea of what's going on, you know, basically, this is not the real Sonic. It's evil Sonic, later on to be known as Scourge, posing as Sonic. Now, again, what led to the discussion of dialogue change is as follow, or is as follows, I should say. What led to the dialogue change is as follows. And this, you know, basically is by Zoom at Zoom to Malware uh, on Twitter. You know, basically this, you know, is their response. This is the initial response to a semi-Frankensonic facts statement of this is sexual assault. You know, it's implied that they had sex and all that. This is Zoom to Malware's uh, response, and I quote. They say, I don't see anything implied there. Evil Sonic kissed Bunny. Yes. Then they were just resting under the tree, and Bunny left because it was late. That's it. This here is an edited dialogue. I know Pendus did wacky shit, but come on. So what Zoomed Malware is responding to semi-frequent Sonifacts here, uh, and their you know, and their accusation of what they, is what is implied, is even though believing that Pendus may have done some crazy controversial stuff in the past with the Sonic comic and the Knuckles spinoff, but there's no way he would take it this far. Now I didn't get all of the replies, but one person replying to Zoom to Malware pointed out that Ken Penders at one point, and he even admitted himself, at one point said, Look, this is the this Ken Penders that you say wouldn't go there? This is the same Ken Penders that later on admitted that one of the story ideas he wanted to go with was Joffrey St. John beating Sonic to the punch when it came to taking Sally's virginity. Yeah, they pointed. They wanted to use. They used as an example to those that still believe that there's no way Penders would do this. They had to point out that one of the ideas that uh, uh, Penders wanted to utilize in the story was Joffrey St. John having sex with Sally. In other words, uh, you know, an overaged. 21, 22-year-old soldier of the Royal Guard, you know, basically a uh, uh, leader of the C- Royal Secret Service, getting it on and taking the virginity of a 16, 17-year-old girl. You know, that's the evidence they try. That's the evidence they were holding out to prove that, hey, yeah, you say Penders wouldn't do it. You know, he, you don't think he would imply it happened? Well, guess what? Here's evidence that shows don't put it past him. And I guarantee, and we guarantee that's exactly what he was implying at. Now, later on, now later on, Simba goes raw 11, or Simba goes raw, or at Simba Kiana, Kiana Lana, 
Simba Kina Lana or Nala Simba Kina Lana 11 this is what they said now this was all in January apparently but it's just now making the rounds I'm just starting to notice it you know but this is what um, Simba Goes Raw on Twitter responded uh, in response to I think Zoom malware this is what they said he admitted it on Twitter he admitted he wanted to write a story where St. John a character years older than Sally bonked her before Sonic could. He wrote a story when Knuckles got um, hosed because Knuckles, his father microwaved him as a baby. It's Ken Penders. So basically they're using all those examples that I mentioned, including you know the whole um, Knuckles' father Locke basically experimenting on him when he was still an egg and all that without the mother's consent and everything, you know, basically as examples of, hey, don't put anything past Penders because he's willing to take it that far. Now, as far as the dialogue change goes, and we're about to get into that right now because I printed this out. As long as, as far as the dialogue page goes, this is what is said, and I quote, this is from Zoom to Malware, and I quote, he says, I know he wanted to make a special Archie Cannon Age of Consent, but he didn't do that. I don't see any implication. They kiss, and it's stupid, yes, but this seems like an exaggeration. Now, again, Zoom to Malware is basically trying to say, look, Penders, yes, he wanted to do certain things that were controversial. I agree. But there's no way he would go that far. He there's no way. Now, another person called Rebecca on Twitter responded, you know, and this is where it gets started, why is Bunny's dialogue in another font? What are they hiding from us? And this was responded by Dustin Phillips at Sonic Blue Ranger, and he responded, yeah, the font change on Evil Sonic makes me most almost certain this was more explicit until editorial got a hold of it. So, yeah. So, yeah, basically... Basically what uh, Dustin Phillips at Sonic Blue Ranger is saying there in closing, because that's as much as I'm going to you know, copy and paste and print out uh, on Microsoft, onto Microsoft Word. Uh, basically, he's, basically, he's even following up on the fact that this scene was originally supposed to be more explicit, more, I guess you could say, mature, near triple X, you know, or PG-13 levels than... Uh, indicated. And you know what? I can't deny that. I can't deny that because even even without Penders being the head writer, there was a, you know, Archie Sonic has had a history of having to rewrite, you know, re-edit, you know, re-dialogue a lot of stuff. I mean, let's not forget, thanks to Ken Penders behind the scenes in his lawsuit, one of the more important scene, one of the more important, I guess you could say, comics, when it came to the Mecha Sally World Tour Death Egg Mark II World Tour II arc, whatever you want to call it, you know, one of the more infamous, one of the more important issues, you know, involving Thrash, the Tasmanian Devil, and everything, was supposed to include Julie Sue, was supposed to include certain other moments and scenes. But guess what happened? Because of Pender's lawsuit, that got pretty much, you know, ripped up from its original, um, you know, finalized draft and, you know, ready for publication. 
And the editorials, the fonts, and everything that came afterwards, you know, shows that. Even issues that, you know, that came after and some were preceded showed that something was going on. Something behind the scenes, editorial-wise, had happened and gone in a different direction than originally planned. So Archie Sonic is not, you know, is not innocent when it comes to basically having to editorially change dialogue due to certain reasons. Whether it's lawsuits or the fact that, hey, this is an all-ages comic, we're not, indica- we're not going to ca- have these characters come out and indicate that they just did the deed. So I'm not going to put it past anybody, you know, when they say, I'm not going to put it past anybody. I'm not going to disagree with anybody, and I'm not going to put it past someone like a Penders or an Ian Flynn you know, or call bowlers or anybody, you know, to, you know, have their, you know, original dialogue, the original, the original dialogue and the original script, the finalized script changed because it doesn't meet up with the all ages standard of the comic. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, Ian Flynn probably had dialogue that was a lot more, I guess you could say, mature you know, in the IDW comic of Sonic that had to get changed. I guarantee you that. I guarantee you that. If you look at some of those issues, even with the Metal Virus arc, I guarantee you, if you look at them, there is dialogue in the uh, in there that feels like it was changed. Like the font is showing you, yeah, this was meant to be something else. So, you know, to get to the point here, because I know I've been rambling on for a while, I do apologize. But get to the point, was the dialogue changed? You know, was it changed to basically indicate that something else happened? Is semi-frequent sonic facts correct? Are others that agree with him correct? Are people like Cyberpunk Jordan and Bob th- and Bobby at thanks at the Tumblr page thanks campaigners? Are they onto something? Was this change made because the original dialogue indicating or indicated that something more sinister, more you know M rated, if you will, or almost borderline R rated or whatever you want to call it? You know, was it changed because of that? I mean, if you go and watch Cyberpunk Jordan's video called, you know, Rock Bottom, when the Sonic comic hit Rock Bottom, he's indicating this issue as that reasoning. And this being, this very moment as being that reasoning. And Strider's DX, I guarantee you, when he talks about it, because I think he, because I believe in his recent video, he hinted at the end that this might be something he talks about. You know, even he, I guarantee you, will point out that something more sinister, something more mature was supposed to be uh, passed on here in dialogue. I guarantee you, I guarantee you, that he's going to point that out. Guarantee it. Now, could I be wrong? Absolutely. Could they be wrong? Absolutely. But you know what? When you have Penders himself responding to people on social media, you know, with what he has said, you know, about this scene and about what he originally planned to do with, you know, Sally and Joffrey St. John, if he had the opportunity, then again, I would not put it past people like Ken Penders to want to have to want to indicate and imply yeah Bunny Rabbit 
Bunny Rabbot, if you will, Bunny Rabbot, unbeknownst to her, you know, out of, you know, out of desperation because she was in a mental and emotional state, you know, you know, did the dirty, did the deed with who she thought was her friend Sonic, but was actually evil Sonic. I mean, Cyberpunk Jordan basically says the best in his video. You look at the evidence that is there besides the change in dialogue. You know, like the time difference, you know, when it says hours later and it's night. Evil Sonic posing as Sonic, winking at the audience, breaking the fourth wall as if to indicate, yeah, I just scored, I just did the deed. Eat with this sexy southern girl. You know, you know it, it, I mean, you can't deny that. You can't deny any of that. But the thing is, the thing is, is it all true? The only person that knows it to be true, whether or not, is Penders. And only Penders could be the one to say, to come out and say, yeah, my original dialogue for this scene was a, li- a lot more explicit. But Archie said, no, 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 you're not going to do that. Only Penders himself can admit to that. And the only way he's admitting right now is just throwing out little indications of, yeah, this is what it was meant to make you feel like, you know, towards what happened. And, you know, if it did, you know, I will say this, mission accomplished, you succeeded. But, again, again, ladies and gentlemen, you know, but again, the evidence is there. And like I said, Archie Sonic, no matter who the head writer was for the book, has had a history of this happening. They have. And I guarantee you IDW Sonic is having a history being written with it happening behind the scenes too as we speak. So I wouldn't put it past, you know, the fact that the original dialogue was meant to be more explicit. I wouldn't. You know, and again, it seems that even now, even now, like I said, you have semi-frequent Sonic facts coming out and saying, you know, that the fact that it did happen, that it's implied sex did occur. But again, you know, again, no, we will never really know the answer unless Penders comes out, does a Q&A, and straight up shoots and answers that question and says yes or no. Because only he knows. And whether or not he decides to finally come out and say it, it's up to him. I mean, I don't even know if Ian Flynn feels the same way. If Ian Flynn feels like, yeah, it's implied that something happened there that's more explicit than what was necessary for a kid's comic. I don't know if Ian Flynn even feels the same way we do. Because if he does, I guarantee you even he might feel like, or not feel like, but even he might think, man, Ken, what was going on in that mind of yours? You know, so we don't even know how he feels about it. You know, maybe he's just like, you know, like the rest of us. Like, he, he feel, he's basically looking at the implication that it did happen, but he can't really prove it. But that the evidence is there. The evidence is there, you know, visually and dialogue-wise, you know, editorial-wise, I should say. But what do you guys think? What are your thoughts? Do you think the dialogue change, you know, in 150 with this scene did indicate that something did happen, you know, more explicitly, you know, with Bunny and Evil Sonic, a la basically them doing the dirty, if you will? What are your thoughts? Or do you think maybe, maybe people like semi-frequent Sonic Facts, Cyberpunk Jordan, Dustin Phillips, you know, Sonic Blue Ranger, 
you know, and others like, you know, Bobby at the Tumblr page, thanks, Kim Penders. Do you think maybe we'll just, do you think maybe they're just blown out of proportion? What are your thoughts? Let me know down below in the comments as well as in the live chat during the premiere. And until next time, I'll talk to y'all later.